Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minutes, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. If you didn't know by now, you'll know now. Go listen to all of our shows on TwoOldMedia.com because that's where I'm from. <laughs> and I'm Sam Otten from the Justice League Universe podcast and also a big fan of this podcast. Aww. Aww. Always love having BVS stuff. Yeah, right? I mean, even after we're done with this movie, I'm still going to, like, you know... Watch it. Want to talk about it. Yeah. still text you in the middle of the night. Oh, you remember this? Yeah, so when, when, like, you guys invited me on for this time, I, like, went and watched the Ultimate Edition again, and I'm just, like, I'm so happy watching this movie. It's, like, so good. And I've watched it a lot, and I still see things that I have not seen before, either visually or, you know, meanings and stuff. So it's the movie that keeps on giving. I feel that way with Man of Steel a lot because, like, we mm-hmm. we did that whole, you know, 143 minutes of Man of Steel, and it's like, I go back and I go, look at all this Kryptonian stuff that we learned, yeah. and, like, and, and to deep dive into all of it and to, and to learn about the Sword of Rao and Russell Crowe's Jor-El and, and stuff like that, and it was like, it was such a world-building thing that, like... It's just so good. It's good just, times. Yeah, it was just good times with Man of Steel, and it's like now I can go back and watch it and be like, wow, all those people mm-hmm. that we talked with about this that film, and and I'm excited to to listen to rewatch Dawn of Justice after we do this and and do the same thing and maybe even Suicide Squad. Like when we do Suicide Squad, like that's gonna be like I'm gonna go back and watch it that time and then be like, hey, you know what? <laughs> I got better vibes about this because it's so like. Mm-hmm you just spend so much time with it and you get to meet people and like discuss things, whether it's good or bad about the film. Like at least you had those conversations and like it just built yeah. on top of it. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. We, uh, we did suicide squad analysis on our podcast already and we're doing like wonder woman and justice league kind of both at the same time right now. But suicide squad did improve a little bit for us once we analyzed it scene by scene. Um, I would say roughly it went from like a five out of 10 to like a seven and a half out of 10. So that's like a, you know, noticeable increase at least from getting into it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, there there are good parts of Suicide Squad, and I'm and I'm excited to uncover them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today on Dawn of Justice, we're talking about minute 125, which is going to start with the uh, miniguns attacking Superman, and then it's going to end with Batman and Superman taking the fight to the roof. Lois. Anyways. Good one. <laughs> so, let's uh, let's start this off with a bang. So, these miniguns... Good one! I don't know. It wasn't even, a, it wasn't even trying. Um, so, Superman has had enough of these, these miniguns. He decides, you know what? I know what I'm doing here. And so, he just hovers in the air. This... Okay, so, this... Yesterday's minute was Dark Knight Returns minute. This minute is straight up injustice minute because this comes like Zack Snyder must have been watching the video game and been like, yeah, we can do that in a film. And that's what happens. You get Superman hovering in the air. He does like the down forward a move. He does a sweeping laser beam. And then we get a, okay, well I'll save it for when we get to that part of the minute, but this is all a fight like from injustice. I think it's both. It's really heavy. Dark Knight Returns and there's definitely injustice aspects to it because that was newer and it was like 
let's let's vamp up the character a little bit. Yeah, more. I mean, there's even a level transition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there there really is. Yeah. So, um, Batman should have taken this opportunity to to do his Batman thing and disappear, but he doesn't. Um, and so we're left with this Superman who, after he gets this magnificent, like it's like a five second laser beam shot of him just clearing off the plate of these miniguns. Like we, we get this, he did it earlier in the film with the, with the prisoners, but he does it again with the miniguns and mm-hmm. they just, they pop up upon getting hit by it. It's not like they melt away. It's not like they clean cut. It's like, no, his heat vision explodes things. Mm-hmm. It's it like, they just, they blow up. That's how powerful these things are. And, uh, and then we're just left with red eye Superman, like heat vision. I don't know what to even like afterburner Superman eyes, like terrifying. So you don't want to see an alien with eyes like that. You don't want to see anything with eyes like that, man. They got Halloween costumes like that every year. It's still scary. Wait, I love, uh, so I know you guys love the the way they do the heat vision with Superman in this universe, but I wanted to say that I like love that too because it's the first time I think I've gotten to have the red eyes like in my minutes. Yeah. Um, but but just from top to bottom, from like firing up to the beam to them like cooling back down, like I just thought they nailed the heat vision effects and stuff. They really did. I honestly, it uh, um, I saw Superman returns in theaters twice uh, three times three mm-hmm. times i saw that movie in theaters and he uses heat vision on like the spaceship in the beginning there the one that's attached to the plane when like the things are mm-hmm. you know, failing to, to leave or whatever never once did it cross like they did it in a odd way where it's like waves kind of thing it seems like it's more practical uh like you know heat waves you can't really see it really it's not like fire or lasers coming out um but even after watching that, I remember the first time questioning, was that heat vision or what was that? I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's like I need to see actual lasers coming out of his eyes, but I like it. Mm-hmm. You know? It was yeah. just so like that. Brandon Rounds, like, I'm not going to talk bad about his Superman. His Superman was fine for the time being. There was just some things that. Who did that? Brian Singer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was. Uh, yeah, Brian Singer's yeah, I like your X-Men. <laughs> uh, that's questionable, too. I do love X-Men, but Brian Singer is sometimes questionable. Um, it, it just it just works. I don't know. It's like it's not even it's not even preference to Henry Cavill or anything. It's, it, as much as I love the guy or, you know, this Superman. But it, it's just whoever sat down and said, hey, he's got to he's got to have this energy within his eyeballs and uh, like like that's just how we have to design it it's like yeah because he's conjuring up heat vision yeah. it's like he's switching his vision spectrum yeah which is crazy because like it's not just the eyes that you see because the eyes are animated and like that's you know that's afterwards but his facial expression it's like how do you tell somebody okay you just used a lot of heat vision like how do you how do you act that like what do you do with your face like you just, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's nothing there. It's not tangible. It's just like, okay, what do you do after you're done? You just have a really stern look on your face. Like you're really angry, but also 
gaze upon what you just did. Like you have to look like as if you're still like you're, you're using your vision to explode something. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it like, so this is the legendary Superman in this universe. And there's, there's a lot of things Superman does. Um, but the most terrifying thing has to be the heat vision. Like out of all the things that Superman can do, the heat vision is the one truly alien thing about him that he does. And so you've seen buildings get cut in half. Yeah. And you've seen a lot of, you've seen, you don't actually get to really see much of the heat vision at all. Um, cause it's scarcely used, but when it is used, it's, it's terrifying and it leads to a lot of destruction. Um, and here he is using it like within feet of Batman to destroy machines with and watching them pop and stuff. And he's, he's seen it in his nightmare, just like pop mm-hmm. human beings. And, uh, and you know, Batman gets up and he's got like this out of breath moment and it's it almost, that's almost fear. Because it's like, if you wanted to, he'd look at you and you'd be gone too, like despite the armor. And it's like, mm-hmm. you have to realize, like, I don't know, like Superman using heat vision feet away from you, that's fear. Yeah, I guess that is Bruce's reaction after this and seeing all like the fire and stuff. Did he not expect him to just do away with the guns that easily? Was he, is he, or is it just like that where it's like, whoa, okay, I saw heat vision up close. Yeah, it is, you saw heat vision up close. It's a huge. That's a huge deal. And I, I don't know. It's like seeing him do that is is terrifying. You saw the reaction in the beginning of the movie when it was you know the Black Zero event and Zod's heat vision coming out of a building. You know, chopping that in half. You saw Bruce scream and yell, but like, I guess it wasn't you know directed strictly at you or something that you were doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's fear. It's incredible. It, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what it's like to just be there to see that and then like come almost close to me. Like, yeah, no thanks. Mm-hmm. That That's a laser beam. <laughs> um, I do want to say like, this is, this part of the fight is one of my favorite because this is like, you know, Superman's had it. He's done with it. He's over it. He's so over this fight. It's petty. It's not you know, worth his time at this point. He doesn't care about the gadgets or the traps that you set up. Like, he's just, he's he's done. And he walks up to him and grabs him. And, like, it's not even a second. Like, this is, again, this is probably another part where he could have been like, Bruce, Lex is trying to get me to kill you. Stop. We got to, ha- like, hang on. It, you know, it, you could have it in here. But, again, these guys, have, uh, like, mid-fight. Like, this is them mid-throwing punches at each other you know, figuratively, I guess, but it's still, he walks up to him with such animosity and just grabs him like he's nothing and throws him up. Like, it's just like, get out of here. I'm done. Quit toying with me. Stop it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's (laughs) all. Oh, sorry. I was, I didn't know Sam was going to, it was going to jump in. No, I thought that was, that's it. That's well said. (laughs) It's, uh, I, I do, I mean, the look on, Batman obviously doesn't, he's not expecting him to just grab him and just lift him up with ease. Mm-hmm. I guess if you're thinking in that, in that suit, you're like, I'm somewhat protected. Mm-hmm. I think um, in the theatrical cut, we actually are missing this little bit 
in the middle, right? This from minute yeah, like tw- the side alley thing. Yeah, this from twenty six to thirty. Twenty six seconds to thirty, 30 seconds. F- five seconds. From twenty six to forty, is is cut out from the theatrical cut. So when when Superman comes through the fire and he grabs Bruce, yeah, it cuts all the way to him actually going through the building. Yeah, and so and it goes up to the roof. Yeah, yeah, and so like this whole little getting thrown more yeah is is cut out in the alley and then like he throws him you know you know a few yards away in the alley and again he walks up to him sizes him up doesn't say anything he's not saying let's stop fighting let's just let's just end this like you're beaten stop he doesn't say that he's still like in the mindset of you want to fight i'm here for a fight let's go walks up to him he's just on the ground like this man that's just on the ground this little puny guy that you know, decided to pick a fight with an alien. Yeah. And it's just nothing. He looks at him like with such disgust, like, like, like really you're going to do this. Like, this is what, this is it. It's well, it's the equivalent of saying like, so he, he destroys the guns and then he goes up to Bruce and he kind of does like, in my opinion, it's like a, are you done yet? No. Okay. Let me throw you. And then looks at him again. He goes, are you done now? No. All right. And then yeah. throw this building. It's like, when you're done, like, like how how many times do I have to throw you for you to s- stop trying to kill me? Yeah. So we can talk this out now. And it's like that's all it's been is like I'm not here to kill you. I'm here to stop you from mm-hmm. trying to kill me. So it's like just tell me when you're done. And of course that's never gonna happen with Batman. But he doesn't know that, so he's just gonna keep on throwing him until he just stops. But um, so the yeah like so the thing for me is that. When he when Superman throws him to the side and then he walks up to him, Batman doesn't actually do anything. Like Batman does not take any action to then Superman saying like, "Oh, you're still trying something. Well, let me throw you again, like up to the roof." Like so, for me, it's kind of like the second throw was unnecessary, and and for me, I would actually just go with the theatrical cut, and I have a few reasons for it. Like for me, the throw to the alley doesn't add any anything to the fight like to me if you were mapping out this fight you could take out the alley piece and it's you're not really losing anything there was nothing that batman had planned over there it just makes two superman throws in a row instead of like some kind of new beat to the fight um and then the other reason i would cut it out and go with the theatrical version or i prefer the theatrical version is because i i like this um theme of superman being high and batman trying to take him low so uh, Superman starts up in the sky, like at the start of the fight, and then comes down to Batman's level, mm-hmm. but that doesn't work out. Like Batman has these traps planned for him. So then I like it where Superman says, like, okay, this is what you're doing to me when I come down to your level. Well, I'm going to rise back up. I'm going to, like, evaporate your guns. And then he takes Batman up to the top of the roof, which to me is like saying, like, okay, Superman is taking control of the fight. He's moving things up to his terrain uh, but then Batman is going to bring things back down. So Batman, like, at one point will literally throw Superman down to the bottom of the building. Mm-hmm. And to me, that has, like, a lot of meaning. Like, I think in our podcast, we cover actually through the whole movie how this downward movement is actually part of Batman's, like, character arc through the whole movie, and they visually play that out in a lot of different ways. So to me, it's very meaningful that Batman is trying to take Superman downward. And so I like the the purity of that theme if Superman takes Batman up, I don't like it where it goes to the side and then up. Because I thematically, I don't have any meaning for that side move. 
Yeah. So mm -hmm. for me, I actually prefer the theatrical version of like, yeah, Superman rises up and then takes Batman up. Yeah. Uh, and, and like overall, we're trying to redeem Batman, so we're trying to bring Batman back up because he has fallen down into his like pit of of anger and hatred and all that stuff. That's yeah. incredible. I didn't yeah. even think about that, but that's totally like. Things I mean, that fall. makes And, like, you're looking at this guy in a giant metal suit. It's like, okay, I'm going to just drop him from a higher, you know, I've pushed him down a couple times now. I know he can fall. My element is up in the air of something up high. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like that. This is, uh, yeah, this is one of those moments where, like, the theatrical cut is like, yeah, we, we don't really need that little bit right there. Maybe you don't need it. I like it a lot. I think my argument for the, the alleyway throw that he does, um, I just like that Superman's presence is there and like how he is like just disgusted that this fight is still going on, that he even has to have this mm -hmm. fight. He's sizing him up. He's just like, come on, like do it. But also mm -hmm. Batman's still getting up. You know, he got mm -hmm. pushed down. This is what the second, third time he's been pushed down. Like mm -hmm. he's still getting up. And I think Superman sees that. Like we see it, we hear it next week. Uh, Sam won't be on those things, but we do, you know, the stay down, you know, mm -hmm. he, he, he tells him that. And yeah. he still is, like, getting up. And, you know, that is one thing that Batman does. He, he gets up. True, he does yeah. himself up. So I yeah. see where, like, the anger from Superman is, like, just nonverbal, just with Batman mm -hmm. still standing up in the alley where it's like... Yeah, that's like, true. He does really? stand up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not done? And, Come on. And standing up is uh, an act of defiance by Batman. Yeah. Like, so, so these extra seconds, I don't actually think there's anything wrong with them. But for me, I, I sort of like, if you take them out, I'm completely happy with the theatrical version. So from the sense of like, if you can take it out, it's better to take it out. Mm -hmm. um, for me, that's why like, I lean towards the theatrical one on this for this minute. Um, and actually, I know, so I listen to you guys, and I know that overall you're very much in favor of the uh, Ultimate Extended Edition, and a lot of your guests are. And actually, I know in general, most people prefer the Ultimate Edition um, but myself and actually Alessandro on my podcast, we both are in the minority because we actually prefer the theatrical version. Um, and I have some reasons for that. I won't get into all of that stuff, but like some of them are moments like this. Um, my big thing is the Africa framing job. Um, I think the like the Ultimate Edition makes it more obvious that Lex is trying to frame Superman for it. But I actually prefer the theatrical version where it's not so much about framing him and it's more about just luring him into a situation where things are going to backfire or things are going to get out of control because he goes into a civil war country where the U.S. was trying to be neutral. And that is kind of just being there is a mistake because now there's going to be a government backlash and now, oh, everybody has to do damage control because something went down. So I like it where it was just, no, Lex lured superman somewhere and that led to repercussions that were out of superman's control i like that kind of aspect of lex rather than just a frame job and i also think when you focus on the frame job it leads the audience to just like nitpick the frame job so they'll say like well that doesn't really frame him because that's not how he wouldn't use bullets or he wouldn't do fire that way and i'm sort of like the audience should not be nitpicking the frame job they should be thinking about what superman is going through in the backlash and that kind of stuff um I have other reasons too, like the the false testimony um, mm -hmm. from the uh, I forget her name. Kahina. Yeah. So for me, I actually liked it better when she was a real person, and there were just real people who were like upset about what Superman had done, or you know that he was even there. 
Um, I thought that was a better backlash to like then, oh, like Lex just hired somebody to lie about it. I liked it that, no, Superman is in the world and he's going to have repercussions that are out of his control. Um, and yeah, some other things. I think like this moment here, there's some stuff where I'm like, ah, that was lengthened and we didn't really need these extra seconds in this minute. Um, now, there's some stuff I like in the Ultimate Edition, like when Clark goes to Gotham City mm-hmm. on the ferry and that one. I like that moment. So like if I had my perfect version of the movie, I would keep that in there. And I would maybe keep a little bit of Lois's extra investigation. Um but on the whole, I just really like the theatrical version. And a lot of people say with the Ultimate Edition, they say, um, oh, like things are much more clear in the Ultimate Edition, like what Lex is doing and what Superman is going through and the reason they're fighting and stuff. Guilty. And for me, that just does not resonate with me because it all made sense in the theatrical version. It didn't make sense to me on first viewing, but like second viewing, third viewing, all of that stuff I thought was there in the theatrical version. And so for me, it was like, it already made sense, so I didn't benefit from like it making sense by watching the Ultimate Edition. So I know I know I'm in the minority, and I'm totally fine with people that love the Ultimate Edition because I'm just glad that they watched the movie again or that they like, like a it. version of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm fine with that. But I just wanted to let your listeners know that not everybody is just automatically for the Ultimate Edition. It's true. It's very true. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I guess Mark and I are a little bit outspoken about it. Um, maybe because we are picking apart and nitpicking the Ultimate <laughs> Edition. So it's like, eh, uh, we kind of put the theatrical one on a wayside. But I do like your thinking of how, you know, uh, if you, uh, this is kind of sounding a little brash about it, but in terms of theatrical versus extended, theatrical, maybe you're not foon sped. Spoon sped, <laughs> spoon fed, um, anything like from Lex and like the fight itself. So it still is ambiguous. It still does make it seem like Superman was in a, you know the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, the, it, it wasn't really necessarily a frame. Real people do think that Superman is a menace and that he does shoot fire from his eyes on you know innocent people. That's good. I like that you like you know are seeing it in a different light than how at least from my personal experience i feel like i needed to know that lex was involved you know and maybe that ruins it well well i like i really like that lex lured superman there mm-hmm. but then i just really like the idea that that was the whole point was to lure superman somewhere that he's not supposed to be and that lex just knew there's going to be political repercussions of this. Like the country is not going to like Superman being there. Um, there's going to be backlash from the African government. The U.S. is going to say like, "Oh, dang! Like, do we need to somehow put like constraints around Superman?" So for me, I just loved that version of it in the theatrical cut. Um, and then I'm like, in the ultimate, I'm like, "Oh, it was just a frame job. Like they were just trying to make Superman look like a murderer." Like mm-hmm. to me, that was way more like basic and simple, um, and less about like world dynamics and stuff. It was more about like. Oh, Lex just tried to make it look like he killed people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I do need to rewatch the theatrical I cut. Do too. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, but I yeah. it, it is pretty different. Um I think there's there are moments in it that are just even certain shots that aren't even it's a different uh th- some things are actually changed. It's not like it's the tone. It's, it, well, yeah, like but uh, delivery too. it's not just like this isn't just an extended version of that film. Like the theatrical cuts a almost a different, not a different film, but like there are scenes that are com- 
mm-hmm. that are different. Yeah, like, the, like Africa is very different. The mm-hmm. capital bombing is very different. Yeah, most of the things that happen in Nairobi are are different. I think the whole mm-hmm. like view of Superman in the theatrical cut is extremely different than this. Like we don't, I mean, from what I remember in the theatrical cut, you don't feel sorry for Superman at all. Like you just don't. You just think like, uh, you know, someone's out to get him. Like, oh crap, it was an alien that destroyed a major city, and he should be, you know, you know, repercussions should happen to him. I mean, I guess with the theatrical, we do see some, you know, you get that line of dialogue with Lois where it's like, I didn't kill those people, you know, I didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't me, and it's things that's like all, that. And that's all you needed. Yeah, I guess, like, if you, it doesn't really necessarily showcase the innocence of Superman, and it kind of just puts him in this spot that he wasn't supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, just to kind of round out this minute, because um, it just, it ends with the uh, the good old level transition something that i enjoy very much uh i feel like yeah meter burn that back x yeah you just get it yeah that's all you do grab him send him through the next arena and i love (laughs) i would have loved it way more if there was like an inside shot of like breaking through the floors as he goes up like i would have loved that just a little like going through the doing the whole ragdoll flipping through (laughs) Well, they do it in uh, the Dark Knight Returns, where they're like going through people's apartments. Oh yeah, remember they that? And they're yeah. like serving dinner, and yeah. all of a sudden they like come breaking through. Like, there's something to enjoy in that, and I, I like it a lot. But um, here, keeping with the serious tone of it all, they like they quickly break through the building, and he, they like pop through the top of it, and um, then he does like the classic, you know, Superman throw, where he like spins, throws him. And he just interactable. He got the R one button pressed in, and he threw him right at the. Yo, yeah, he meter burned that yeah. thing like twice. One, he can't use a super now, so he <laughs> he meter burned twice on the level transition and yeah, level transition into interactable, and then like yeah. that's it. But you know, <laughs> Batman is you know if Batman has a super ready, like you know, oh Superman's, he's got a super ready. We'll see in the next minute. He's, he's gonna be. Yeah, Superman's gonna have some, but some uh, yeah, and so and then we get this beautiful, just like as Batman's recovering, like the the hovering Superman as he like touches down onto the ground. Like, what do you think's mm-hmm. going like going through Batman's head right now? Is like I just went through a building. Like, how <laughs> I was on the ground. Now I'm in the air. Like, what's going on? I'm on top of a building. Because you've never been taken that fast anyway. No, not at all. <laughs> Especially in a metal, you know, two-ton suit or whatever it is. Like, I think that that's one of the best things about this fight, especially the beginning of this, where, you know, Superman definitely is on the winning side of it. It's Batman's reaction to what he's experiencing. It's like, mm-hmm. you, you think, like, Bruce is going into this thinking, you know, with the mindset of, I could die. You know, but I got this suit somewhat protecting me. Still, to have these reactions where it's just like, what ju- what the hell just happened to me? What hit me? Yeah. Like, he's just, he's out of breath. He's, he looks confused. He's just like, what He what lost am I the doing? first health bar. Yeah, and now they exactly. got to do the, and we'll see in the next minute where they do like the, the speaking, the, the, the dialogue swapping yeah, in between. Think, well, what's a good dialogue? Uh, but he says, he's like, stay down. If you want it, it would have been like, if I wanted it, you'd be dead already. And so he gets up, and then so begins round two. It, well, Batman should have had some. Not a chance. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that's what happens. And so, like, that's what I'm saying. Is like this feels very much like an injustice match because, like, it started off with Batman trying to hit him 
as hard as he could and it's just not doing anything and so mm-hmm. superman clearly takes the first round easily you know i could never really get a good handle on batman to use him oh, very techy you gotta yeah, you gotta know how to you gotta know how to use that grapple hook no anyway like, i don't know i just always want to throw punches <laughs> uh Find us on all social media. I'll let you know. And for anyone who's interested in playing some Injustice, hit me up and <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and I'll kick your ass. Yeah, I'm all about the fighting games. So um, do you guys have anything else about round one between Superman and Batman? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. All righty. Sam. I just, uh, I like the shot of Batman over, like teetering over the edge. Uh, and then the camera really emphasizes it by going down and like coming up over him. Yeah. Um, but again, for me, like that, that is not just part of the fight. It has this thematic meaning of in this fight, Batman is actually on the edge. He he is the one that's has the verge of like going over fully to the dark side or losing his soul. If you want to like think of it that way, if he goes through with this, like he's losing the fight now, but he is still actually the one that's in danger, like um, in terms of. If he if he uses the spear as he's planning and ends up like killing Superman like he wants to, then there's actually no coming back from that, and he has become like the Joe Chill, you know, in that sense. We'll see later. Um, but I think that idea of this this fight is kind of like for Superman's life uh, and Martha's life, but it's also for like Batman's soul, and he needs to like come back out of his dark tunnel that he's been in the whole movie. And I just think that had to have been going through the mind and like Clay Enos when we interviewed him said like this kind of stuff is what the filmmakers talk about if we're putting Batman on the edge on the brink um, we can show that visually by actually having him on the brink mm-hmm. so I thought that's a cool moment to like and so for me like this is why I like Zack Snyder a lot because he can do a good fight but I think he I think he actually tries to weave this meaning into the action yeah I see it yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, there's no better way to describe it than, like, he's literally, like, on the brink or, like, on the edge of, of this whole thing he's been planning His for. His life, man. Yeah, and so, and you can't tell because it's got the LED eyes, but if those weren't there, you'd probably see a lot of shifting eye movement of, all right, where am I? Yeah. I'm here. What do I have? <laughs> yeah. What's under my belt? Like, do, what given my location and where okay where's superman like what what can i do right now where how do how do i turn this around like just the constant problem solving of like what when where how and why and mm-hmm. then like that is what batman is trying to do at the moment so yeah in that in that moment of pause and in, in that moment of like recollecting yourself you're like what do i do now and that's what he's doing yeah so Cool. Well, you guys have anything else for this minute before we wrap up for the week? Nope. All right. It's good. Um, well, Sam, thank you for joining us this week. It's been an absolute blast again. Yeah, happy Always to be is. back. Yeah. 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 I love it. <laughs> I'll talk about this movie anytime. <laughs> it's awesome. Even the middle of the night. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you guys enjoyed everything you heard this week, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minutes and the JLU Podcast. And you can also find us at toolmedia.com. And uh, I think you guys are JLU Podcasts on YouTube as well? Yep. Yeah, we have it on YouTube if people prefer. Uh, and then we have jlupodcast.podomatic.com if you want to go straight to our site. Cool. Perfect. 
Awesome. Well, we, uh, you can also find us at the uh, the Facebook group, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join us, other listeners, and other guests who have been on the show to talk about the minutes at hand. Let us know what you thought about these minutes or any other minutes that you're catching up on. And don't forget, we also have a Patreon. $5 it really helps us out on the show. And uh, you get to hear some other cool bonus content where Nate and I review comic books. Uh, or even if you just leave us a review on iTunes, it really helps us out on the show. It, it helps other people find the show out. And uh, yeah, check those things out. We'll check you guys out next week here on DC Cinematic Minute. <laughs>